Welcome to the Ascension Podcast. My name is Camille and I'm a life and business coach. This podcast is focused on personal development, spirituality and creating the life you want. I'm really excited today because I came across um, this talented and skilled man on Instagram and I wanted to share a lot of what he's taking on his journey. Um, if you haven't seen him on Instagram yet, you'll definitely want to check him out after this because the stuff he's produced is just amazing. Um, I'm going to let him introduce himself now. Thank you for being here today, bro. How are you doing? I'm all good, man. Um, yeah, I love that little intro. Um, yeah, very, very kind, kind words. <laughs> Could you tell um, our listeners a bit more about who you are and a bit more about what you're about? Yeah, sure. So um, I'm Lawrence. I'm from Essex um, and I live in a place called Chelmsford, which is a small town in Essex um, and I'm an artist and so what I do is paint portraits like uh, <laughs> like these guys behind me um, for various kind of influential ple- people in themselves um, a couple of celebs here and there and um, yeah just all that good stuff. Has it been something you've always been into? What with the art? Um, yeah, I mean I was I was always doing art growing up kind of thing like just through school and college but then after I um, got to college, I then didn't take it any further to university. Um, I ended up going to uni, um, getting a job in TV, um, which actually is helping me now get to the kind of people that I want to get to with my art. But I've been staying in that job for, I think it was like seven or eight years. And now I'm kind of, yeah, pretty much there full time with the art and whatnot. And um, yeah, become a full time <laughs> full time artist. Would you say that, um, this has been something you've always felt like you wanted to do because I know you mentioned just now that you took a different path at first. No, I don't think that, especially back in the day when, when I was painting the college and stuff, stuff like Instagram, stuff like Facebook even. Facebook existed that back then, but it was like it was very early doors. It wasn't like something you used to create a personal brand on at all. Um, and so, yeah, as so much as I was into art as in you were made to do it at school and stuff, I knew that I was quite good at it. Um, but not enough because when, you know, your teachers at school and all that tell you about it, they, they don't sell you the dream of like, yeah, you can make it big. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the starving artist and all that kind of stuff. So I kind of lost a lot of love for it because I was like, I want to make something on myself. And if they're saying that, then well, how can I do that? You know? And so, um, yeah, it was 10 years after that point, kind of having gone through the whole process that I then got back into it. And now and now where I'm doing my own kind of art and my own kind of style and playing with things, that's like that's what I'm enjoying. The thing is, when I was in school when I was in school, I was I was probably one of my worst subjects because I was shockingly bad at just <laughs> doing the kind of things that you do. Um but would you say it's something that requires some kind of like natural skill or did it was it honed like a lot over time? I definitely think um, art is very much you can practice it because I think um, not only myself but I've seen a lot of artists who have like you know they do like a progress picture from like two years ago even to like now so I definitely think that it's a skill you can definitely learn I think that just like anything like I wouldn't be able to necessarily cut someone's hair as good as someone else who's already a barber do you know what I mean like yeah. I, I think you tend to lean into what you are good at if you know what I mean um, but I definitely think that you can learn it and get better better at art yeah for sure for sure i think a lot of people have seen that um they may not be inclined towards cutting hair over this period <laughs> well <laughs> yeah i mean 
Yeah, that's why I'm wearing a hat. My girlfriend <laughs> did a terrible job of uh, <laughs> the shape up. <laughs> so from that point where you wanted to make something and you felt like art wasn't going to do that at that time, what exactly changed? What in terms of going to in uh, terms university? Of, like, I know you went to university, but you said you did that to um, like make something yourself because you wanted to dream big. But then... Yeah. And you felt like art wasn't going to do that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that changed now. So, how did that switch come about? Oh, so so basically, um, kind of, I tried whilst working in TV. I tried a lot of different things on the side because where you're a contract worker in TV, you know, you finish one show, you then move on to another. There's like mm-hmm. sometimes gaps, or you've just got general free time. And so, I was always like, I like to work hard and just do stuff. And so. I wanted to do something else with my time. And so I started a few businesses, but nothing was really hitting. And I tried loads of different stuff, property, fashion, all that kind of stuff, just didn't really stick. Um, and then one day I was just like, I'm gonna paint uh, a painting just to see if I could do it. Not even to make the money or anything like that. Um, just wanted to see um, how it'd come out. Uh, my friend who was on uh, Love Island at the time, just coincidentally, he saw the painting that I did of um, Kanye West. Um, he loved it, posted it on his Instagram. And then from there, it just kind of snowballed because then from, I can't remember who was next, but then someone got in touch and then someone got in touch and someone got in touch. And so as I'm now seeing what's coming from it, slowly, 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 I'm seeing that it's becoming a bigger thing and the exciting things that come come out of it, you know, like this podcast. <laughs> True that. So essentially, a kind of event happened that triggered the ball rolling, and then now you're yeah. kind of on this, um, like on this mad journey, just having all these opportunities come about as you keep keep on going with it. Um, yeah, man, it's it's kind of crazy, but like, yeah, I'm just trying to stay consistent with it, you know. And I think that, especially having had working a job alongside art was has been and is tough because um obviously you know you go do a full day's work then you gotta come back paint and you're like 2 a.m 3 a.m do you know what i mean it's, mm. it's it's hard so consistency a lot of the time or obviously as well as hard work is um is what i'm finding is like the key to kind of little bits of you know little win here little win there and then you know before you know it you're looking back and you're like oh like all that happened last year and then it's like mental do you know what i mean you kind of have those those moments where you just sit there and deep just what actually happened and just kind of process it. Um, I know you spoke about consistency now, and I think it's easy to get caught up in expecting the big thing right now because it's been made out in our heads. But then it doesn't really mm. doesn't really exist because all we have control over now is those little things every day, as you said. Yeah. How do you think? How do you manage to keep that consistency up? Like, what? How do you approach it? I think that like you just like uh, what the subjects that I paint, I paint them for a reason. They're like the successful people. They've made it. They're at the top of their game. And so I post a lot of quotes and I do a lot of kind of research behind what I'm painting just out of pure interest, just because I find it interesting about like how they got to where they got to. And the recurring theme that they keep on saying, hard work, consistency, time. And so like, it's almost like I'm looking at them and, and like, that's a br- blueprint. So if I can just keep doing it, and I guess like a bit of like just self motivation as well, like kind of just wanting to reach my potential 
is kind of keeping me going, keeping me going. And like I said, every time you get a little win, that kind of spurs you on to the next thing. And then the next painting for this person and then the next painting for that, you know. And so it's kind of like a snow, snowball effect. With all the paintings you do, like where do you get the inspiration for it? Because I, I don't, um, I'm not in artist's world. So if I look at like the painting behind me, it looks cool, but I don't have that, um, that lens that you have. So I'm curious to yeah. know like how you see it differently, if you do see it differently. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if you can see in my work, like I have a very specific type style. So white background, black and white, you know, um, very gradient type modern looks of things. Um, and so I kind of know what would look best in that respect. So all of my paintings that have come so far, like I'll do the odd practice. So like this one of Michael Jackson when he was young, that's a practice. And so I'm just trying to work on a few different things in that one when, when I develop it a little bit more. I'm just practicing with it. But this one, for example, like that's usually all I'd paint um, because I've been lucky enough that I've just been kind of getting through commissions, if you know what I mean. So t it would tend to be that a client would come to me, they'd be like, oh, I want a picture of Amy Winehouse, for, just for example. They would then be like, I like this picture. I'll be like, okay, yeah, that looks amazing. Or I'll be like, um, I think this would look better in my style. And if we size it like this and we, we put it like that, then I think that would look great. And then we, it's like a, we come to an agreement, but they're kind of generally happy to go with what I'm suggesting um yeah i mean that's just how it's worked so far anyway i'm really curious to know um why it is you chose kind of influential successful people in particular to come across in your art like what where was the reasoning behind it yeah so i mean I, I mean i didn't say what i actually studied at uni but i studied business at uni and so i've always loved business i did it at college i did it you know and just i've always wanted to start like, that's why i've said about starting like a little business on the side but like, i love the idea of business and having your own thing and all that kind of stuff and so um yeah those kind of people who have become businesses themselves like as their personal brands i've just found that really interesting i just find like i said the research behind them very interesting to see what they do how they diversify and all that kind of stuff which is all stuff that you need a business um i personally just find that really inter interesting whether that's a bit geeky i don't know but. <laughs> have you ever painted yourself i did i did um i did two paintings actually but that was at college you know when you're like <laughs> that's what you you know they'll just get you to paint yourself in class or whatnot because there's no other subjects or whatever so yeah I did, I did a long time ago but um but yeah that was like yeah 12 years ago or something i don't know why but that sounds um like it would be different to painting someone else if you're painting yourself because i guess it's the perception of how you see yourself right does that yeah, make any I mean, sense it, it does make sense in what you're saying i think that i just work from a picture and so as long as it's a higher resolution picture i'll just make the picture look how the picture looks that I've been that I'm working from. Sorry, I'll make the painting look like the picture mm. that I'm painting from looks. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was kind of weird to step back and be like, oh, but um, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like I expected it to look or wanted it at least to look like uh, you know the picture. I hear that. So I know you said the ball is rolling now and all these exciting things are happening for you. Where mm -hmm. do you where do you see that ball going? To, to basically get a big reach, I want to become one of the most well-known artists, um, at least in the UK. I think that um, that's why I focus so much on my 
personal branding, i.e. social media, and putting myself out there because I know that if I'm seen with this person or painting for that person, that, you know, like I said, it will lead to more and more and more and more. Um, and so eventually it will be to become essentially the celebrity that I'm painting and amongst that kind of crowd almost, do you know what I mean? And obviously just be like commercially successful. You know, there's a few goals that I want to hit um, money-wise in terms of what a painting costs and, and what they sell for, you know? The way, the way you said that, it sounded like a... <laughs> Sounded a bit like a self-fulfilling prophecy. The way you kind of what do you mean, sir? As in, what does that mean? So you're putting yourself in that um, in that zone with all these people, and you're essentially becoming yeah, that yeah. as you go along the way. Um, Is that what it's called? I did not know that. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I didn't know how to describe it, but it's like almost being in with the people that I'm painting for. Is like by association i'll become one of those i don't i don't know how else to explain that other than that i was actually um there's this saying of how we our environment and the people we surround ourselves with kind of we kind of become a bit like them too but then i was also reading something recently that said to some extent that could be true but as we change ourselves that's who we start to attract in the first place so rather than the people changing us, as we change, then we start to attract those kinds of people. Well, yeah, I agree. I, I'm massively, uh, back in the day, I'd always be like, oh, why has this happened to me? Or like, oh my God, that's so unfair. Like, why have they done? But now I don't bother. I don't bother doing that. Because you can't control it. I'm, I've kind of mm. learned that anything that goes wrong, I just take accountability for it. If, if something goes wrong with the printers, it's my fault. Do you know what I mean? Like I should have used different printers or, you know? And so if you do that, you just, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of, um, liberating and an effect because then you, everything's on you. So you kind of control what does and doesn't go right. You know, in, in the frame of mind that you think of it, you know? Yeah. Essentially making that switch, um, from victim to ownership. And yeah, and if you own it, you're much likely to be better than if you carry on back with that victim mentality. And I, and I'm telling you, a lot of people in this recession that's coming up, well, now slash through to the end of the year and going into next year, a lot of people are going to have that victim mentality. And that is, yeah, it's all well and good to feel bad for yourself and that kind of stuff. And don't get me wrong, I know that people are in a lot of bad circumstances. But what I'm saying to get through this period, it's going to have to be, I need to own this and I need to attack because the government ain't coming to help you. I don't, do you know what I mean? I mean, we're kind of getting off onto a different topic, but you know, uh, yeah, to just expect handouts and stuff is not, um, is not always the best way to go about things, I don't think. 100%. And yeah, there is that, there is the one side where some people in this, um, the global situation we're in might be falling into that victim mentality, but I think a lot of people are also starting to wake up and a lot of people are starting to um, realize that they're here to just make the wrong way and do the wrong thing and just um, not have to fall into that victim state every time. And we're seeing that. Yeah. Like I know from... Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard though. Like I do get it. It's, it's, it is hard, you know. Um, but yeah. <laughs> um, when you go to, say, museums or galleries and things like that, do you have a certain preference for the kind of art you want to look into or do you just kind of enjoy it all? I must admit, I'm not, 
like I do like going to the galleries and stuff like that. I mean, especially with this COVID, obviously I haven't been able to go to any, but a lot of what I see and kind of what I'm looking at and, and what influences my work is just stuff that I'm seeing on Instagram. So I'm looking at kind of take a little bit of technique from that artist and a little bit of technique from this person and, oh, I like that finish on there. Do you know what I mean? And so you, you know, there's no such thing as new ideas, I don't think. But what you can do is take a little piece from here and here and here and here to create something in your own style, which is new, you know? And so um, in terms of influence, yeah, I would say I pretty much get it from social media and more specifically Instagram, um, looking at people, you know? Um, like take, take for example, this, um, this Muhammad Ali painting. I, I, I'm not sure if you can quite see it in the camera, but I'm working on getting the exact kind of finish that I want. I want it to make it look like glass. This is being covered in like a little, in like a gloss, but, um, but yeah, slowly, slowly, I'm getting to where I want it to be, you know? Um, and that's only because I've seen, in fact, I went into a gallery, funny enough, two days ago, and I saw the effect that I want. And so, yeah, it's just getting, it's just getting to that point, you know? So would you say there are any particular artists or styles that you draw upon or have learned along the way that you kind of think, oh yeah, that's, that's, um, that's someone yeah. I kind of like to see? Yeah, def definitely. I, uh, there's a few people that I absolutely love on um, Instagram. There's a guy called Timmy Sneaks, who's probably my favourite artist. Um, he paints like vibrant, abstracty. Well, it's not really yeah abstract, but kind of yeah controlled abstract, basically. Um, Alec Monopoly, um, just for kind of these uh, are kind of probably the most well-known artist I would say probably at the minute. Um, just for the lifestyle and kind of what you can achieve um, if you do get your personal brand right. Um, and there's a guy called Chris Guest and Hulk the Gim or something like that and they do like this speckled type effect um, which is kind of what I'm weaving into some paintings at the minute um, oh yeah and Christian Hook he's like a he's not an old master but he's a bit more vintage in his style and whatnot you know so they're the kind of people I'm looking at at the moment so in terms of your style how would you say it's kind of shifted and morphed as you've progressed in your career yeah, so I mean, you know, well, we spoke at the beginning of this chat about can you learn art? And so when I first started painting, if you look at my Kanye West painting to what these look like, they look nothing alike. And so it's just a case of developing and developing and developing. And for me, I desperately, desperately want to improve every single painting to make it a little bit better. So, for example, I'm now going to, as well as signing it, I'm now going to stamp the back and then that will come with like an authentication card. Do you know what I mean? Just little bits and pieces with every painting, you can just make something that's tweak better. You know, um, before I was doing very like gradient lines. Now I've started adding like little specks and flicks and do you know what I mean? Just to give it a little nuance and stuff. So yeah, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to perfect a style. I'm not quite there yet, but I can feel that I'm near to like what I want to be known for as a style, as an artist, you know? One thing I've, picked up it could be i mean correct me if i'm wrong but one thing i've picked up is that it, art itself is really subjective right and what makes a good painting and a good artist is so um abstract so i'm curious to know from like your opinion what do you feel it is that makes a good artist it's a good question that i mean i think that um you can quite clearly see someone's technical ability. You know, you've got hyper-realism artists, you've got people that paint like realistic portraits, you've got people that just do abstract, which doesn't look like anything. So I don't think there's any sort of um, discredit to anyone who's doing something abstract, because that's mm. probably something I would 
preferably hang on my wall, but I can also appreciate that. So a real, a real, a hyper realistic looking painting is technically probably a lot more hard. It's a lot harder to do, I would say. But um, what I think a lot of artists don't do, which is why I talk about brand and building business around it so much, is that I don't. Well, it depends what your goals are, but to survive as a as an artist who um, to to survive as an artist that can commercially be viable, i.e. it can be your full-time job. You can't just be like, oh, uh, in your feelings about a painting just because, mm -hmm. you know, oh, I want to make it perfect. And, and um, sorry, no, not that you want to make it perfect, but you've got to have a business sense and a, and a kind of an idea of commercially what you want to do with that painting because otherwise you're not going to be able to afford to live and you won't be able to do it anyway, you know? Or unless you just want to do it as a hobby, then, hey, that's, that's up to you. <laughs> You know, that actually resonates with me a lot too because there's, there's a similar thing in, in coaching and a lot of coaches get caught up in, oh, they just want to coach and serve. Want to help stuff. people. Yes. Yeah. But you've got to treat it like a business too because that's what it is. And that's what's actually going to help people in the first place if you can do that. So it's... Um, well, the thing is, you're almost helping them help yourself, helping you, helping them because it's like, well, if you were just helping them, not earning, well, you're not going to be able to do it for very long. Whereas if you can... It, you know, ex, um, extract, you know, well, you provide them value and they in turn repay you for that month, like monetarily, then that means you can continue to help more people, you know, and it's the same with art. The more people pay for the paintings, the more likely to do it. It's a mutual exchange, <laughs> essentially, mutual exchange of energy or whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, and I don't, yeah, I just don't, I don't think that, not many, because there are on Instagram, people are taking it a lot more serious now, but there are a lot of artists that message me and stuff that, I'm like, you're never going to be able to do this full time if that's what you want to do with that type of mentality, because unless you get a lucky break and, you know, your work starts going around viral and whatnot, it's just too hard to get the commissions in, especially at a time like this when art is a luxury, you know? I was, I was speaking to this um, film director producer a couple of weeks ago, and he was saying how the movie industry now is changing and potentially box office and things like cinemas could disappear because things are starting to just move to online platforms like Netflix and all of this stuff. Right. And it's slowly moving in that direction. And when you were talking okay. about, sorry, yeah, just on that, I think that what will happen is that Netflix will probably buy cinemas from these people and then stream their own shows in them places. But hey, that's a, that's another conversation. It's a, it's a possibility. But yeah, that got me thinking because I know from, what you're doing, a lot of it is based on your personal brand, social media, and expanding your reach and networking with people, right? So do you feel mm -hmm. in the kind of art industry right now, that's where things are headed rather than the kind of... It, in what respect? It headed, it headed where, sorry? So a lot of it's going to be based online and getting your brand out and um, essentially running your business that way rather than... Absolutely. Yeah. I think that, like... Again, one of the reasons I didn't want to go into art all those years ago is because it was like this kind of idea that you had to be some stuffy artist that went into some highbrow, um, some highbrow gallery, you know, with a, you know, and it was so untouchable and so inaccessible because, you know, as a young person, you're not going to be going in, even just walking into the store, you've got a buzz sometimes to walk into the store, they're looking at you up and down, you know, whereas art, it can be so accessible now through personal brand. Someone who's doing amazingly well is a, is a lady called Sophie T. Um, and she's just got a little team behind her. And 
selling all her stuff just through Instagram, you know, and she's just opened, well, all I can see from her Instagram is that she's opened a shop, a, a second shop, I think now, you know, and she's slowly expanding that way. So the idea would be to own the gallery, not to, do you know what I mean, um, exhibit as part of one, you know? Yeah, I hear and that. things as well is it's more beneficial to the artists as well. I was I've been approached by a couple of I've been approached by a couple of galleries recently, and they're they're talking about forty percent of your sale. And for me, it's like I'm at a stage where, luckily enough, my art is selling once I make it. So why am I going to give forty percent of it? And what I'm saying is, if you have a big enough audience, you can keep that forty percent because your art will sell itself. You won't need a gallery as such, but at the same time I do think weirdly and it's a shame but to be seen as a really really credible artist there is a point where you have to exhibit in certain galleries to be kind of seen at like a certain level which I think I will eventually have to do what like what level is that well it's like your highbrow London type you know like Maddox Gallery you know the Sarge Galleries and all this kind of stuff you know um yeah, just to be seen amongst a certain type of people. But, but like I said, that's not for everyone, you know. That's just because I want to be seen as the best. Um, so, yeah, that's just a personal goal, I guess. So, essentially, as you've said, now it's more accessible to more people through being able to go online. Um, mm-hmm. It's not necessary to be in galleries, but the only difference would be essentially the perception or prestige. Yeah, I mean, even kind of that's gone away to a point because, I mean, like, for example, uh, the painting that I did for Will I Am, he come across it from my Instagram. It was via a friend, but he saw it through Instagram. Otherwise, there would have been no other way for him to see that painting. And he eventually got it. So, you know, we did a whole picture and, you know, did all that and I promoted it and blah, blah, blah. But, like, I feel like if you can get to the right people, I think you'll get to that kind of prestige, you know, anyway. I think there are just different ways of doing it. But um, I do think there is still some kind of um, some tradition in going into an art gallery and that kind of thing. And probably just for the experience alone, you know, it'd be fun to eventually do that. But for now, I'm just concentrating on on uh, on the personal brand and the social media stuff. I mean, the facts you did a painting for Will I Am, that says a lot. <laughs> so how did it feel to actually do that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm going to sound like a complete dick saying this, but like, it was amazing to give it to him, but I've had way better reactions from like Karen down the road, you know? Um, so it was nice to give him because these people are privileged. So they, you know, they get stuff all the time and whatnot. And so I don't think it carries as much weight, but it was, a, for me, it was an amazing moment. Do you know what I mean? Like an idol growing up, you know, someone had listened to and that kind of thing. So to then have a, a painting made for him and, and to kind of, uh, yeah, sell that to him was, was kind of, a, was kind of amazing. And, it's amazing but I'm kind of like as soon as that happened I was like cool what's the next one that's happening you know and so I've just got key I can't I would never rest on the laurels of that painting and be like cool I've made it or done it now um it's like cool well I'd love to paint for this person or that person and how am I going to get to the you know that kind of thing yeah it's the constant growth um and not essentially becoming idle and then stopping on that that dream you've got consistency 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 and it's like if you can be consistent with who you're getting with then you'll look back in five seven years time or whatever you know um and then you can be like okay cool oh my god now look what's happened you know 
I like how you brought up the example of um, giving a penny to Karen down the road because <laughs> it's made me curious about what you feel is like the most fulfilling part of what you do. I think where I started taking art more seriously was the one, the reaction that I got from, from people when they actually got the painting. Like I had this one lady who like started crying. It was like, Oh my God, like I'm not really an emotional person, but like, it's just like, Oh, it means a lot to this, to this person, you know? And also I think there's something having worked for someone for so long, there was something about creating something from my own head and then it's selling like that process, that transaction, that however you call that, like that was, that was, I've never felt that feeling before. And so that's what I do. That's the high that I get, you know, that, you know, like the Michael Jordan painting that I did, I literally just put on one of my Instagram stories. I just put up, I just put MJ that it was going to, you know, it was going to be an MJ painting. And within, what was it? We've been about 20 minutes. Someone who had um, previously bought one of my paintings was like, cool, I want that painting. And I hadn't even put anything on the canvas. And then you're like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> That's like kind of a crazy feeling. So it's that that I like, I'm like, yeah, wicked. Or like for the Black Lives Matter thing the other day, I did, um, I didn't sell in the end, but I did a painting of just a black square, just painted a black square and that nearly sold. And I was like, oh my God, like when I talk about personal brand, they're paying not because they could easily paint a, a square, I'm sure. But what they're paying for is kind of the, you know, the association of the artist with that. Yeah, I hear you. Do you feel like you're at a point now where that association's been made quite strongly? Yeah, I, I don't feel like I'm quite there yet. I think there's still some levels to go. Um, personally, I feel like I just want to get a few more big people under the belt. Um, there's a few more media bits that I'd love to do um, and that kind of stuff. But, um, but yeah, like, so it's, it's on the way. It's in, it's in the process. Um, yeah. Have you got a favourite painting? Like just one that has really stood out to you in this journey of yours? Yeah, it was, it's probably been the, um, the Michael Jordan one, to be honest. I'm a, like a huge fan of, um, of Michael Jordan just anyway. And I think that that painting just come out really nice. I do, I do think there is something in, I do think there's something in, um, if you paint something that you're enjoying, that it almost comes out better. Weirdly enough, I don't know if, if that's a thing, but yeah, that was definitely, it's, it's definitely the paint that's got the biggest reaction and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, for sure. That was my favorite. Yeah. I feel like that comes into pretty much any work. Like if you're enjoying it, if you're having fun with it and you're loving it, it's going to come out different to if it's just work. Um, and <laughs> did you happen to watch The Last Dance? I'm sure you did since you're a, a massive Michael Jordan fan. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Like, I don't really watch much TV because I don't really have that much time, nor is it of interest to me. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, cool. I'd rather spend time replying to people's comments on Instagram than yeah. to sit there watching a TV break. I just feel like I'm getting nowhere. Um, but yeah, I did watch, I think I got to like F5 or something like that, just for, just because, you know, I was talking about the research type of thing. It was like, cool, like this guy's got that mindset. And, you know, and I managed to get a few quotes from there as well, you know, that I've kind of used, kind of promoting the work, you know? Oh, so you kind of draw inspiration through you and then put it on through like Instagram, what other platforms do you use for your art? Uh, TikTok. I mean, I'll talk about TikTok a lot, but I mean, they're going through a lot of problems at the moment, but whether TikTok becomes 
the next Instagram or not. At the minute, I'm building awareness on them. And so like that, when you build brands, those people who are really into it will follow you to whatever the next thing is, whether it be like, I don't know, Zazzle or whatever this next platform is, you know? And if you build a strong enough brand, they'll follow you around. It doesn't, you know, it's like when, uh, what's her name? Um, Rachel from Friends, she went onto Instagram. She didn't, she's got like, what, millions, millions of followers now, but that's because, and she didn't have an account like a couple of months ago. So it's just like they've followed her wherever she goes, you know, because um, she's got that big presence. But yeah. That made me think of uh, Joe Rogan because he signed that deal with Spotify to be exclusive to them for his podcast. And that's a brand. Yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, exactly. Like that's a prime example of it. Like, and even that, he got stiff with that deal because the amount that, the amount that um, Spotify's stock price went up. I mean, a hundred million is literally like a drop in the ocean. And that's the way things will go with podcasting. People will be signing deals. Would be my um, would be my tip. They'll be signing more and more deals to specific platforms because podcasts are now well bigger than bigger than ever. You know. Yeah, hundred um, percent. From your like journey so far, mm-hmm. if you were to say something to say the person before all of this, all of this ball started rolling, right? What would you say to that person? that you were? That's a good, good question. What would I say? So you're saying, what would I say to, before starting this, what would I say to myself, basically? So before this kind of journey happened and things are moving for you in a very good way and you're on this like straight path that you're on now, what would you say to the person before that all started? It all happened to happen. It all had to happen the way it had to. Like, I don't know. I think there's a saying or something along those lines. But it, like, it had to happen that way. I had to break up with that girl for this to happen. I had to be in that place to get that piece of advice. Do you know what I mean? Like, everything happens as it's meant to. And even now, as I'm like on the way up and stuff, like, I'm having a lot. I've had a lot of problems say with the finish of this painting. It's like cool that has to happen so that i can get to the next level so that when i do hit the big time that it will it'll be ready for when it does do you know what i mean Uh, so Uh, with these kind of challenges you've had along the way what have been the ones that really those kind of turning points those challenges you had to overcome and things just changed after that can you think of anything any kind of struggles or setbacks you had um up to where you are now i think um I don't, I don't want to get too old, poor me sort of thing. But last year I had a car crash because I was working too much. Like as in, you know, I was saying about um, I would work during the day and then I would come back and paint. But I was also traveling a long way for work and stuff. So I ended up like, yeah, getting into a crash and whatnot. And it kind of just, it kind of just taught to like slow down a bit. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm 30 years old and I feel like I'm only just getting started. Do you know what I mean? Whereas when you're 20 or even younger, you're like, by 30, geez, I need to have my whole life together. And that isn't the case at all. And I think it's more than okay not to have it together. And you're that 20, well, especially for me from 26 to kind of 30, it's been a real kind of becoming a man and, do you know what I mean, that kind of process. And so uh, I've learned a lot in that time, which is now paying off with the way I approach art, the way I think about things, you take a step back, you go again. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like, 
um, yeah, it's all kind of helped in a way. Man, slowing down has been one of the biggest things that have come up for me recently because um, I can relate to what you were saying. There's just there was just this rush, this pressure to just be ahead, 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 and just keep um, chasing something that was never really going to come because you're always well, yeah. doing it. Exactly, um, and I think one is good to take a little break here and there, and two, what I would say is that if hard work was a determining factor of becoming successful or not, every I don't want to say like every dustbin man would be a multimillionaire or every cleaner would be, a, you know, but that's not how it works. So if you're smart about it, you know, you get seen with this person, you paint for that person or, you know, um, you post, you post to more people, you, know, you post in a picture. Like some people are amazing, but just don't post. So it's no good being amazing if you're not going to show anyone the stuff because no one's then going to see it to then want to, you know? And so, what I've learned as well, it's a bit more of a strategic game. Obviously, as well as the working hard, that has to come into it. But, you know, starting a business, for example, and it becoming successful is a lot. That's the way to, say, for example, get rich than working for the man. Not saying that's not possible, but what I'm saying is, like, if you're willing to take the risk and that kind of stuff, then you're more likely to get to where you want to be. Yeah, and the thing is, a lot of, a lot of the time, I think pretty much most of the time, it's it's usually just some kind of fear that people have created about something they want to do, whether it's starting a business, whether it's taking a different job, whether it's leaving what they're currently doing. And it's, it's usually just, it's not even real. It's just something that's been created in their own heads and made real because they think it's, they just become trapped by that fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree, man. I definitely agree. <laughs> Would you say there was been a point where you've had that? And you had to kind of take that step. Yeah, sure. Like, I, I think I've obviously got my um, profiles that I use for art and whatnot kind of stuff. But I also have a personal Facebook and stuff. And there was a video that I'd, uh, this guy did a piece about me the other day and the art and all that kind of stuff. And it was a really well shot and, and it looked great and stuff. And so I was thinking for ages, I wasn't even going to bother posting it on my um, personal Facebook. I ended up doing that and it went viral. So it's like, you never know. And the reason I didn't post it, because I was like, is it good enough? Like, what will people say and all that mm. kind of stuff? But I just got to a point where I was like, I'm going to post it. And then I just put my phone down. But I was still scared to see what the reaction was, but I just did it. Do you know what I mean? And kind of that little fear, which is weird because I post all the time, but it was kind of when it was a bit more personal. It was kind of like, just do it. And then you can think about what the repercussions are kind of afterwards, you know, um, and, and it actually worked out for the best. And I think for a lot of the time, when you do take that risk, it does work out better than you could have hoped. But you've, like you just said there, you've got to be willing to do that in the first place. We both um, share content, personal things on social media, and I resonate with what you were saying. Um, when something's a bit kind of closer to you and you're putting it like out there, because there have been a few, more than a few posts I've done where I've revealed things that were extremely close and personal. But mm-hmm. the, ones are that the, the ones that are the most vulnerable are the ones that actually hit, hit people, resonate with them, and mm. um, have the most impact. So it, when, mm-hmm. when I think about it now, I'm thinking, I'm actually doing a disservice by not sharing that, because that is what's actually gonna have the most impact. Yeah, for example, like even during all this COVID stuff, like I talk about it on my posts. I'm like, does anyone else, I literally ask questions as well. I'll be like, does anyone else feel like 
every day they have to be doing something and being really productive with their time like learning a language or like you know obviously with me it's like painting all the time it's like that's the what i felt like that's the pressure and i'll talk about that and that them kind of posts and will do well because people can actually resonate with you being real and not just being like oh no i'm 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 cracking through it because it's as easy to say that as it is to say what i just said you know 100 percent um there's this coach called Amir Karkauti. Um, I read one of his books and he, he basically said that he was once going through this point where he was taking this medication for hair loss and a side effect, a side effect of the medication was um, infertility and low libido, but he didn't know that at the time. And when he found out about it, he obviously stopped taking it, but it had done a lot of damage. And he found out that his friends had been taking the same medication, but didn't tell him about it because they were too ashamed. And it essentially yeah. went yeah. into the fact that, and the thing is some of these, some of the people that took that medication actually killed themselves because of what it did. So essentially not sharing can, in some circumstances can actually well, no, kill no, no, people. No. And I think like as well, more people are going through stuff than will, you will ever find out because people are not willing to share or even have the conversation, which is to their detriment. But like, yeah, I mean, I'm not out here spilling guts yeah, on, on, on social media and stuff. There is a time and a place and the right way to do it. But um, yeah, just the odd thing here and there, it's just, it makes you feel more relatable. And 100%. it's relatable because a lot of other people are going through similar stuff. When did you start making content? Uh, a year and a half ago. Wow. So it has, it has really been that ball rolling, hasn't it, in, one, in just a year and a half? Yeah, we got places to be, man. All right, so let's say, um, let's say I chat to you in, in three years' time and I have a catch-up. I'm like, hey, bro, like, what's, what's been going on? What, what's changed for you in the last three years? What are you going to tell me? Um, I'll be painting a lot more for a lot more of the celebrities and the influential people that I'm painting. And by that point, or that be 33. Yeah, I reckon I'll probably be there myself among, amongst the, the people that I'm painting for. Well, that's the plan anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Um, since you've, let's say since, since you made that decision to go to university, go into TV and then go into art, have there been any kind of key insights along that journey that have yeah. shaped your path? Yeah, definitely. I think that one of the biggest ones, working in TV and stuff, it's a freelance industry. So when you're trying to get your next job, you're always going for an interview. And so just along that process, you're always getting a lot of no's. When you'd work on the show, you kind of like, you have to, your reputation is everything. So you have to work hard. Do you know what I mean? So it kind of instills that kind of work hard ethic in you. Um, and they're just two of the main things which are helping now. So putting in that work still now, you know, even when you don't want to paint, I paint. Um, and then, for example, when I'm like, cool, I'd love to paint a picture for this person. No, some, like, you know, sometimes I'll give away a painting or try and give it to a celebrity just because I want the exposure. And I'm like, sometimes, like, my paintings are selling at the moment for like thousands of pounds, and and I can't give them away to this type of celebrity, to this certain person, for example. It happened the other day. Um, I've got a pit paint of Kate Moss that I'm looking to, to kind of get exposure from. Kate Moss didn't want it. This, uh, a couple of other celebrities have all said no, but it's kind of, as soon as I hear no, it's just like, cool, next one. Do you know what I mean? It's like, 
that has no bearing anymore in terms like before that hit us hard like but now it's just like oh, it's annoying cool so who else is next do you know what I mean it's that kind of like resilience that it built up from from the journey um over time you know and I think that the final biggest thing that I've learned from being around TV and, and basically personal brands, i.e. the people, the celebs themselves, is the way that they're willing to expose their lives and stuff and the way that they do it, like the little techniques. And, you know, I've been around that. And so having seen that, you're like, cool, now I'm trying to do the same. And that's kind of working, you know? 100%. With the with rejection, as you said, getting those no's, getting those no's. <laughs> I think your experience with building up the resilience, I kind of had that when I first, um, when I was unemployed after uni. And this was before yes. I found like my business and everything. But it's, yep. <laughs> it's when I was doing those job applications or like law jobs, all this stuff, no after no after no after no after no. Yeah. And you just kind of become immune to it. But I mean, kind of what I've learned now is that each no is pretty much just closer to a yes and it's just um, it's actually learning to love it learning to love the no because <laughs> i mean I, de- I i don't i definitely i definitely don't love it but yeah it's, it's part of it yeah for sure <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean if we're when we think about where you want to be where you want to be where i want to be we're not going to get there without having those failures and those no's so it's, yeah, it's and, and, and plus like it's it's all part of the story. If it was, do you know what I mean, if it was just a straight ascent, well, even when you do get to the top, then what's 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 the fun in that? Do you know what I mean? Like, where where's your where's the personality? Where's the do you know what I mean? Where's the you know anything that comes good should be hard. Definitely. Would you say art is something that you're gonna do like in the long term, forever, or have you got any other kind of adventures you want to go on to no simply i will do you know what i mean and again it comes down to that consistency thing because it's it's having found that thing it's now just perfecting it do you know what i mean mm. and so i spent a long time trying to find that and so now it's kind of yeah it was kind of what i'm saying it's like the goal is literally just to fulfill the potential on that do you know what i mean whereas I don't know, I think it's easy when something's not working to just kind of flit around. But I think once you find the thing, you know, for sure. I saw on your Instagram, you like hand deliver a lot of your work or I all of it. it. <laughs> right. What inspired that? I think that if someone is going to invest in the art, the least I can do is provide a service. And obviously the paintings that go overseas and stuff, I can't obviously literally deliver that. But, you know, I've done journeys like nine hour round trips to like deliver paintings and stuff. One, because um, I want to give that personal touch. Um, but two, because I'll then use the picture that I get with that person to then promote further. Do you know what I mean? So there's always a, a kind of a reason for doing it. But definitely, I think it's the least I can do, especially when people are spending their own good money on, on a piece, you know? Yeah, I mean, it shows you've got the heart in your work, which is you know, pretty much the most important thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, it's been really great to talk to you today, man. I really enjoyed this. And 
uh, as you said, you're on you're on Instagram mostly. Where else can where can people find you on social media? Um, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, um, all of it. Lawrence underscore M underscore Wyatt, and that's Lawrence with a U. Thanks for thanks for being here today, bro. And for all of you listening, you can find me on Instagram at the Assumption Coach. And on Facebook, Camille Ravine. I'm going to put Lawrence's links in the, in the description box below. Make sure to check him out. And I'll see you guys next.